Welcome to another episode of School PR Drive Time, a podcast produced by NCSPRA about driving the narrative forward for public education through the work of school PR professionals. I'm your co-host, Stacia Harris, a member of the NCSPRA board, and I'm the director of communications for Buncombe County Schools. Today, Ken Dirksen is my co-host. He's our NCSPRA president, and he joins us for this fun doubleheader. Thanks, Stacia. In this episode, we're chatting with Leslie Bruinton, INSPRA president, and in part two, we shift gears to hear from Rich Began, INSPRA's executive director. It's so much great content, we're making this a two-parter. So let's get ready for two great conversations. Let's start the show. Hello, Leslie. Welcome to School PR Drive Time. So first, uh, let's get us started by uh, having you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you ended up where you are now. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I got my start in television news, like many folks in school public relations. I made a leap when I determined that I wanted um, a different type of schedule, which is kind of interesting considering both of my parents are public school teachers and I always ran from the idea of working in education. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for um, about 12 years now. Um, And I think the interesting part of my story after leaving television, going into school public relations, was that my own job was the victim of uh, the Great Recession. And my school system actually eliminated my position. So I feel very acutely um, to the challenges and the plight of the school PR professional. And that's why I'm so passionate about um, advocating for um, this profession, what we bring to the table, and our effectiveness in doing that. Um, but it's more than just advocacy. It's, it's folks having to prepare themselves to be ready to have that seat at the table. So a lot of what I champion as a public relations practitioner is that strategic use of communication. And it's interesting you, you bring up having a position eliminated due to a bad economy. Uh, I sort of feel like for us, and this is just Stacia's opinion, um, I, I feel like for a lot of school systems hit hard by COVID and shutdowns, I think we, I think schools do have some budget pain coming their way in the next one, two, three years. Uh, tell me more about what you would uh, recommend for, for folks today to make sure that the leadership and, and, and that their school system recognizes the value of school PR. It is a challenge because I know so many of us are weary right now because of COVID and we, we feel professionally ground down and tired and weary, but you've got to keep showing up every day and proving your work. Um, hopefully you've been doing this ahead of time, um, but when COVID came around, it gave a lot of school PR practitioners a very unique opportunity since we hold the keys to things like the automated messaging system, the social media accounts, and the website that in order to communicate with families, we really were a conduit through which our school administration or district administration had to get messages out to parents and families during a very challenging time. So I'm really hopeful that many of our colleagues across the nation proved their worth during um, the spring months of the pandemic and maybe that their supervisors and colleagues see their skill and their worth in a brand new light. And as you're having to evaluate what budgets look like moving forward, that maybe that experience tells folks something who are in the decision-making seat. This is a position to value, not one to cut. Um, I say that as someone who's lived through that experience, as painful as it was, but there was great growth for me 
Um, um, fortunately, my school system decided a short time later that they wanted to revisit that decision, bring back the position, and I came back in. So I speak with the knowledge of someone who's lived through that experience. Um, I wasn't expecting there would be another opportunity like this in my career where I would see um, outside forces cause the economy to go down in such a way that could impact our industry. The thing that I think is the greatest challenge for us as a profession is that in a lot of cases, we don't hold budget autonomy. So we work with the budget someone has given us. Um, and some of our professionals do not have seats at the table. It's really hard to advocate for what you do when you don't have a seat at the table and you don't have budget autonomy. And so this is why we must continue to prove our worth um, through the work that we do and how we advocate for our profession so that others understand why what we do is integral as far as um, facilitating stakeholder engagement and support of improved student outcomes. Can you uh, just talk a little bit about the opportunities that have presented themselves? There's been a lot of challenges, but there's been a lot of uh, strengths displayed by PR practitioners over the past six months, sure. you know, as we have worked to engage and communicate with our internal and external stakeholders. Can you talk about some of those strengths and opportunities that you've seen in your role and that you would hope that people are capitalizing on as far as PR practitioners? You know, I have this conversation with my husband um, quite frequently, probably once a week I say this, that I'm so impressed by the amount of creativity that has been born as a result of the pandemic. Um, I think that the pandemic, whether it was operating through a work from home situation or having to um, supervise your own children while you are working from home or needing to connect with new stakeholder groups in, in different ways, it allowed us to um, have some flexibility that we haven't always had. You know, we're all in the office together. Maybe your hierarchical system is you take your idea to a supervisor and they take it to a team and that team looks at it and they determine that the superintendent can see it. We really had to operate very autonomously as a, as a profession. Um, and I think over time, you know, we found our sea legs, we found our voice, which is so important. You know, I look at school PR um, practitioners who um, champion their schools and you see it on their personal social media accounts, but you go to their school pages or their district pages and they don't have a voice. You don't know the voice of the district. And when I talk about that, I say that in the sense of if you were to personify your district, what personality would your district have? And I think as a result of the pandemic, the creativity, uh, maybe the the hours that you spent working at your kitchen table or in your home office allowed you to unmoor yourself a little bit from those processes. So I hope that doesn't go away. Um, I'm really encouraged and inspired by it because it allows us to, um, as my colleagues here say, admire and acquire, um, <laughs> which is always a great idea. Um, I love being challenged and pushed and seeing new and innovative ideas. And I don't know that we would have or could have been as innovative had it not been for the circumstances. So I'm thankful for that. Um, if there's something positive to come from this uh, stressful situation. 
I think for us in our uh, school system, it's been amazing to see our teachers and our parents sort of step up to help us tell these great stories. And when we put a call out for, for videos or, or pictures or, you know, just generally, hey, what's going on? Uh, we, we always get some We've gotten some great response, and, and we're definitely grateful for that. So we've talked, obviously, a little bit about COVID. That's obviously played a huge role in sort of disrupting everyone's lives. But uh, for school systems across the country, we've also had to navigate natural disasters, uh, such as hurricanes and wildfires, and, and had to also navigate um, some social challenges and, and difficult civil questions out in the in the community. Um, tell us a little bit about how, as, as school PR people, we can learn from these difficult times, but, but also grow from them and also figure out how we still advocate for our school system and ourselves uh, with all this, it feels like in many ways, chaos going on around us. Right. I mean, who would have had on their bingo card for 2020 that you'd have a, a pandemic inside of a social justice crisis inside of maybe a natural disaster and then whatever local issue that you had on top of it. So we've become really adept at um, managing a lot of different crises. The difficulty in that is that we can't get used to managing all of those crises at one time. Um, we have gone, 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 gone. And I think many of us are at the point now where we're hitting a brick wall. Um, here recently, I shared something in a, in a uh, social media group of school PR practitioners. Of, I had an entity contact me and say, hey, here's a job opportunity if you don't mind sharing it. The number of back channel private messages I received. Um, I'm looking for a new opportunity. I don't know what is going to happen to my job. I just can't take this anymore. The stress is so overwhelming. Um, well, I think a lot of what, um, what I was seeking to bring to the table prior to my time on the board was this energy and this enthusiasm and this relentless drive for how do we take our association to the next level. I'm very cognizant that I have to model and champion the importance of rest. Rest is so important for our creativity. We cannot continue to be creative if we don't allow our batteries to recharge. Um, rest is important for us to reflect on our growth, where we have been, what we've experienced, um, and what does it mean. I had an opportunity to have a conversation with my mentor just today about what I've learned through this process. And so it's so important that we take the time to stop, rest, and reflect on what we've learned. And at that point, we can step back and see the growth that we've had professionally. Awesome advice. And we are at a point we can take a quick break now. And Leslie, you touched on it. But uh, coming up after the break, we do want to touch on uh, the future of school PR, not only as we're uh, continuing to navigate 2020, um, but uh, in the months and uh, years to come. So stay with us, everyone. You're listening to School PR Drive Time. Hello, I'm Kevin Smith from the membership and social media team at NCSPRA the North Carolina School Public Relations Association. On behalf of our team and the NCSPR Board of Directors, we hope you are enjoying this episode of School PR Drive Time. This podcast is one of many member benefits we offer you when you join NCSPR. From engaging professional development to the recognition of your talent through the Blue Ribbon Award Program, membership has its benefits. We encourage you to follow us on social media 
and help spread the word about what it means to be a member of a school public relations organization that supports the mission of everyone in North Carolina's public schools. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to School PR Drive Time. I'm Stacia Harris. I'm Ken Dirksen. Today we're chatting with Leslie Bruinton, this year's INSPRA president. Leslie, thank you so much for being on the show and talking with us today. Can you share with us a little bit about your vision for 2020, 2021, even though this is definitely an uncommon year to say the least? We have had to hustle as far as an INSPRA board um, to be prepared for the new year board year, which for us starts on October 1. So um, I began this term as INSPRA president-elect last year. And in January, we learned that Executive Director Rich Bagan would be announcing his retirement after 30 years of service to the association. Um, we were fortunate that he gave us lots of leave time to be able to prepare for that, but that gave us an opportunity to really go out and do a search. So we did a nationwide search and looked for what we refer to as our unicorn, who has the unique skills, tal talents, and abilities to be able to carry our association into the future. Um, we are very fortunate under Rich's leadership that we have a healthy fund balance, that we have um, a great name and a great brand that we're working on and continuing to build. And that's the thing that we need to do as we move forward. We need to build on the brand that we've established. How do we modernize ourselves? How do we continue to seek relevance? How do we um, be responsive to our the needs of our members in a very changing, crazy environment? Um, who would have anticipated all of that? Um, we also had to make the very difficult decision to cancel the annual seminar. When so many of us use that event to recharge and to learn, refresh our skills, renew old relationships. So um, I think all of this has taught us that there's work still to do. There's still a place for INSPRA. Um, and how will we adapt? That's our story. You're in the middle of seeing that. Um, we're in the middle of writing that story, and we invite our members who are not yet members of the National School Public Relations Association. Maybe you're just a member of your state chapter, but we'd love to have you on board with us. Um, as a matter of fact, on the very first day with our new executive director, she hosted a um, focus group meeting of some members and got to hear from them who were very honest about what they needed during this time. So what we need from our members is to tell us what you need. The association is here to serve you. Um, I think you'll see some changes coming up under Barb Hunter's leadership. I'm thrilled about those changes that she has. I think they are timely, they're needed. Um, I think there'll be a lot of people who will be excited about them. And the thing that I love about our new executive director is that she has a history with our association. She knows those things about our association that are important to us and she's not gonna touch those. So um, where we have an opportunity to modernize, uh, to continue to promote our association, promote our profession, that's what we're going to do. And I think, you know, now more than ever, having those uh, professional connections to lean on can make such a huge difference because in so many ways we're navigating very uncharted waters. And, and to know that you have sort of the, the security blanket of being able to reach out to a colleague, maybe in a different state, who's going through the same thing that you're going through is is invaluable really 
Leslie, as a PR practitioner, I have grown so much under the tutelage of PR professionals and legends that have been members of INSPRA and, of course, our own chapter, the North Carolina School Public Relations Association. Can you talk a little bit about how important it is to lean on our colleagues, lean on the membership for support when we're trying to work through some of the challenges that we have been and that we're going to in the coming year? Yeah, I think that's a fantastic question. I think one thing that we have to be cognizant of is that we can't be too proud to learn from wherever the lessons are. So you talked about legends within INSPRA, and I know that for me, the first time I went to my very first seminar, I looked around these people that seem to have hordes of folks following them, and you know maybe they had a whole bunch of awards and, and lots of um, um, celebrated success. And that seems scary, and that seemed daunting. Um, but we know as, as many things happen, people transition into new phases of life. And so those young guns that came to seminar um, with me, we're, we're going to become the seasoned folks and folks are going to be looking to us. So it's incumbent on, upon us to make sure that we are learning from wherever we can in formal ways, whether it's going back to school or informal ways as maybe um, sitting and chatting with a colleague or attending a seminar. Um, those things are really, really important to us as a profession. But I think what's important about learning when it comes to respect to our association is that we have to be tied to the history of our association. Just as leadership changes year over year over year in our association, we can't come in with all of these ideas of great changes that we want to see with not, uh, without understanding the changes that folks before us and decisions that folks before us have had to make. Um, knowing that does give you a different perspective. So for me, take advantage of those opportunities to um, talk to legends. Legends um, don't necessarily see themselves on the pedestal in the way that we do. They want to be approached and they want to share and they want to learn. So once you get to that point in your career where somebody views you as a legend, um, I think you've got to be willing to listen to see what they have to say, too. That's how we keep ourselves fresh. So mentoring doesn't just go up. It also goes down. Reverse mentoring is a thing. Um, and we do have to be willing to listen to folks who um, have different perspectives. Maybe they're younger members. Maybe they've joined our profession later in their career. But they all have a place and a home within our national association. And that's what we should um, aspire to be is an inclusive place where we can learn from one another. And as we are wrapping up today, one final question um, as I sort of, um, you know, reflect on just the, the diversity in our, in our um, organization. I mean, we've got folks who are one man band shops just trying to make it work. And then we've got some school systems that have 15 people in their communications department. Um, what would you, I guess, what would be your, your kind of um, last piece of advice for, folks who are in this position and sort of looking out to the horizon of a lot of uncertainty of 2020, 2021, and beyond, uh, what, what would be your biggest piece of advice for them? Um, write down your goals. I know that seems so crazy, but I'm going to have to give a plug to the accreditation in public relations. One of the steps in that process to earn your accreditation includes writing answers on a questionnaire. And part of that questionnaire talks about, tell us about your current um, work environment. Tell us, you know, what is the composition of your department? Tell us a little bit about the budget. And then if you had a magic wand, what would it be like? Um, 
I think that exercise is so instructive. You don't understand it until after you've written the, written the answers on the questionnaire and then you put it away. Whether you put it away and you don't go for your APR, you put it away and you're successful in earning your APR, then one day someone's going to ask you a question and you're going to see this file sitting in a folder on your computer and you're going to open it up um, to see that growth how attuned were you to understanding what the needs are to make your department function? So just like with any other goal you have, whether it's weight loss or anything else, write it down. Um, I believe in that. And I, I think that's part of the process, even with APR, I like that part of the process that it calls, it asks you to call out what you see in your organization and call out how does it get better? Um, and then as you grow in your profession and you're able to stand on your own two legs and advocate for yourself and what your department needs, one day you'll be able to look back at that document and say, this is where I put, you know, my, I drew the line in my profession. This is when I wanted things to change. And this is how I started advocating for it. So for me to go back on occasion, I open up that document and I reread what I wrote back in the summer of 2013 to see how many of those things did I nail? How many of those things did I say, this is what needs to happen for me to be a high-performing department, whether it's a department of one or aspiring to add one to your department, but what do you need? So write it down and work towards it. I love that. I think that's so important. Too often our days, we can turn into firefighters just running around dealing with crisis after crisis. And I think to have a North Star that sort of guides some some of what you do, I think is so important in, in sort of being grounded and being effective. Leslie Bruinton, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was an awesome conversation with Leslie. I think what struck me among the, the, the great things she had to say was her focus on wellness and her focus in, on acknowledging sort of how difficult the last few months have been and, and sort of that feeling that I, I think a lot of us have and, and that we can have in this profession is you just feel like you're hitting a wall and, and, and you've, got to, uh, you've got to take time to take a step back, catch your breath uh, so that you can be better and, and be uh, the, the, the person you need to be for your organization. Well, for me, I really enjoyed hearing about her career path and was a little bit surprised to learn that during the Great Recession, she actually lost her job. She is an advocate for school communications and PR practitioners and helping make sure that we position ourselves at the table, not just so we solidify our own positions, but to make sure that the PR lens is being placed on key decisions that are impacting our schools. It was a wonderful conversation, and uh, this tie to Enspra doesn't stop here. In our next episode, we are going to have a great conversation with Rich Bagan and sort of dig into to some of these uh, some of these issues that I know we're all facing, uh, such as uh, looking looking forward for organization and sort of figuring out it's not just us getting past this semester; it, it's got to be us um, going into twenty twenty one as well. So, uh, still lots more to come. Ken Dirksen, thank you. So so much for being my co-host today. I appreciate it. It was absolutely my pleasure.